What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Connor Graham, with my fellow co-host, Ryan Byrne. What's up? And today, we are joined again by Chris Saragusa. Hey, yo. Ian Figueroa. What's up? And today, Brendan Christie. Hi. So, everybody, uh, we have basically realized now that we are the equivalent <laughs> of, a, of a Corona podcast and life during Corona. <laughs> And how everything's, you know, going with that and how people are handling that and everything like that. So does anyone want to talk about anything in particular today? I've been playing Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter? Lots of Monster Hunter. I mean, oh. I'm right I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, Monster Hunter has been perfect for this. Monster Hunter, period. Uh, for those who don't know, Monster Hunter is a... Uh, a game made by Capcom that is pretty mainstream. Most people know about it, but I know a lot of people who aren't into video games probably wouldn't know about it. And it's basically, I say basically a lot, I'm realizing as well. Uh, but Monster Hunter is a game where you uh, create a character mm-hmm. and you set him off into this world full of these gigantic and amazing and pretty downright creative monsters and you can pick from a whole bunch of different weapons and team up with like three of your friends to form a group of four and you just go out and you hunt them and each one is like this giant boss battle where everything's different and they all have different abilities and appearances and you know natures and everything and it's really cool and it's the perfect time killer mm-hmm. when you're not allowed to go out and hang out with your friends you're not allowed to do a bunch of stuff because you could just sit at home and kill a whole bunch of monsters and make a giant you know fuck all great sword <laughs> i mean we just spent recently what like at least seven eight hours just doing that seven and seven a half eight hours. hours today yes. seven yeah. and a half hours yeah. today what's your play time at connor i think last time i checked i think it was like 120 something hours damn i'm like sitting around 20 20 I mean, for just picking up the game, though, that's that's a lot yeah. of time. That's true. That's almost a day, a full day. You've been playing that game like work, though. <laughs> I've been playing that game hell of a lot, a lot more than I probably should be for someone who works a you know forty-hour work week on top of it. But I, it's like clockwork. I go to work, I come home, I sit down, I kill some monsters, I go to sleep and wake up and rinse wash repeat and it's really cool that you guys have been you know getting into it too and joining me in that because it's a fun little adventure and i know chris and ian you guys can't ian you have a switch so you totally could i don't know if it's your cup of tea game but uh i I know chris Chris doesn't have a switch but i do play monster hunter just in monster hunter world versus the one you play yeah, you play a different game on a different console, which is still a fun game, obviously. So much fun. Even though we all still play that version as yeah. well, just... Yeah. Of course. I haven't actually been able to touch Monster Hunter. Like, my my brother's been hogging the Switch for Animal Crossing still. He's Aww. on that, like, five hours a day. Gotta get that um, five-star rating. Yeah, for real. Five-star is broken. <laughs> totally. Um... But like, yeah, Monster Hunter, I would, I would pick it up, especially because you guys are playing it now. So I don't see why I wouldn't join. 
Chris, you've been watching. Yeah, I've been watching uh, Connor play it so much, and I I don't pay attention to the story for games like that. It to me, those are mindless fun games. So mm-hmm. I love just seeing and the different monsters and like the scales because you can you have like you have the small monsters which is like uh, cannon fodder, then you have the large monsters which is like your main targets. But like the range of sizes they can be are enormous. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna have one that's maybe what two people long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Or you can have one that's literally Some the size of, of a mountain. And like Some of those are crazy looking. I just love looking at them because like one somebody came up with that and it's just beautiful. Like um how one of the ones we were fighting today. Uh, the lava uh, salamander looking one. That one looked awesome. I, I can't remember. It's Agnactor. I remember seeing like it like when you were playing and I was like, damn, that looks sick. And wanting like, to just like hop back on and keep grinding for it so I can go so, fight those. To me, some of these monsters, if you could find like a good like concept art picture of these, would make like almost perfect tattoos. Mm. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, on top of that, like someone like me who I've been a sucker for monster movies as soon as I had the stomach to watch them and I wasn't, you know, shaking in my little, my boots every time, you know, I saw any kind of monster movie. Uh, I love just how creative they get with these monsters. And, you know, <laughs> you'd think... Oh, they just designed like a cool dragon and you go out and you fight that. And yeah, you got your dragons, but you got a T-Rex with a sword for a tail, a giant lizard that wears lava as like armor. You have this giant cow man who wears rocks, who swings himself by his (laughs) tail. Like they put so much thought and like, creativity into creating these things and that is already enough to sell me period like if you love monsters and you love monster design whatever like that tickles your fancy you're gonna love the game period on top of that they have all these amazing like orchestrated you know pieces of music for each of these monsters where like some of them have their own themes and most of them do in fact and the music is phenomenal the music puts you in this headspace of holy shit i'm fighting a giant monster for my life right now even if it is some video game that was originally on like a little handheld console, so it doesn't look the best. Um, bless to the music. Bless to the music, of course, absolutely. Yeah. And on top of that, it's hours, endless hours of content. Oh. There, in the in the version we're playing, which is Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate for the Switch, um, <clears throat> there's I believe 93 different monsters you could hunt. And each hunt takes about, depending, anywhere from five minutes to 30 minutes, depending on how intensive a battle it is. So five to 30 minutes times 93, that's a lot of time spent killing monsters, period. And then, you know, maybe you don't get the pieces that you need to, like, make the weapon or the armor that you want from it. You got to go back and kill them again. And that to people is kind of a pain in the ass a lot of people don't like that the grinding you know it's not that fun it's oh i'm just doing the same thing all over again but if you can change things up and you can do something different or your friends will do something different and no no two hunts are going to be the same and 
that as I think the charm and the kind of like the, the hook line sinker to it is the fact that you could sit there and for an entire day kill these monsters and never get bored with it. Yeah, I mean, today we hunted the same monster like at least what? At least 10 different times? 10 something time. like that. Yeah, but at least yeah, every time either someone ran out of potions to heal themselves, someone just brought a different weapon. Or hell, even was using the same weapon but decided to either change up their the arts that they use, the special moves. Uh, and that like completely changed it of where last time they used uh, this uh, move and nothing too spectacular happened but this time they uh, used it and uh, the monster just like healed over and was just on the floor and was just like oh uh, so the weapon design too can we oh talk about the God. weapon design? Yes. Weapon design is oh, really yeah. good. Some of the weapons, you think it's like, oh, you just got dudes with swords and shields running around. And yeah, there's there's swords and shields, of course. But there's great swords bigger than your body, and you're like a six-foot-two <laughs> hunting dude. Mm. There is a hammer that plays music and like gives buffs to people and makes them stronger just by listening to the music. There's a, some kind of like glaive that you... <clears throat> around with and you have this giant bug that steals like special abilities from the monsters and gives them to you like it's just the weapon design period you will find something that you as a person are interested in and something you'd love chris so i mean good way to go back and forth well since most of us have played uh, at least some version of monster hunter what has been your favorite weapon like weapon type and then more specifically, like, uh, what has been your favorite looking weapon? Mm. I'll um, start. Yeah, oh. go for it. Ian. Yeah, go I'll for start because the last one I played was Monster Hunter Try, which was for the Wii. <laughs> it's a long ass time ago. Um, my favorite weapon, I you know I wish I played the newer games because there's so many so much new stuff that I wish I. Uh, got to witness but like my favorite would be like the switch axe it goes from axe to almost like great sword sort of thing um and then the long swords they looked amazing like the katana looking ones yeah uh i personally really like using the the dual blades which are like these two kind of daggers and they make you go really fast and you can do a whole bunch of jumps and flips and they, you, know, you know, unleash your inner ability kind of thing. So you're always slashing and slicing and dicing. But I have to agree with Ian that the long swords are just absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. There are some of them that are just like the most pristine, like detailed attention grabbing swords that I've ever seen. It's fantastic. For myself, because, well, as the rest of you know, but bringing it to the podcast at least uh i have an interest and a little bit of a background with blacksmithing so just as one design of all the weapons are fantastic using each different part of the monster so one sword will be red while another one will be blue or some mix of different colors and different parts of the monster itself beautiful but when it comes to just both 
like looks and uh what just i prefer for me it's definitely the charge blade just because it combines that simple sword and shield gameplay but you can switch into this gigantic axe that uh, just can deal a whole lot of damage and also just the mechanics behind it to me i'm like oh so how would this work so that just piqued my interest to begin with but uh some of the designs uh sort of make it each uh thing is one half of the whole ryan uh gun lances are really cool it's a lance that has a gun on the end so i get to literally just go hey bop and then just shoot it off into their skull and then just back up and be like oh <clears throat> behind the shield so, don't lance for president i depending on who i play with will go two different styles i the first weapon i used in the uh, monster on the world was the switch axe and it's probably Honestly, it's not even the one I've uh, leveled up the most. I probably have the most hours with it just because I love the combos. But the my preferred melee is the Insect Glaive. So it's just a double-sided staff and with a bug on the end of it. So you send out like basically pheromones onto the monster. And the bug will go in, grab like extract, uh, as it says in the manual. And bring it back to you. And if you fill up your bar with each of the extracts, you go into this like special mode and you just unleash pure fury against the monster. And you the whole thing is to like stay aerial. So you're just jumping, you're vaulting off your lathe and just going to town. But when I'm with friends, <clears throat> I tend to use the heavy blowgun because it has such versatility you can heal and armor your uh, companions or you can just unleash different uh, elemental bullets against the monsters like and i don't know if they have it in uh, generations where you have like special ammo mm -hmm. in uh monster on the world you can have wyvern heart or wyvern fire uh yeah and you can either be like a chain gun or like a sniper round and just deals significant amount of damage so i love just like when somebody pins down the monster just post up boom and it just sometimes just take them out completely i mean Mountain. the game period <clears throat> just seems like such a huge like you know fun time for all of us even ian who hasn't played it for a while He's yeah. still sitting there thinking about I'm it. I'm like, I really want to play again. If yeah. I had a Switch, I would gladly pick this up, but I do not have the money for a Switch. <laughs> also, with most games, there's... I don't want to say with every game, but with a lot of games these days, there is this kind of toxicity to the community where you'll sit yeah. down and you'll play a video game and there's dudes who are always talking shit and dudes mm. who always are like, what are you doing? You suck. You know, you shouldn't play this game. You're not good enough. And like just saying a whole bunch of things. And that's just like the nicer stuff they're saying. But Monster Hunter so far has had such a cool community. And I don't think I've met one person who plays that game who I've 
sat down and be like, man, that's an asshole right there. <laughs> um, and I can say that because the past couple of days or you know, past week or so, I've been streaming on Twitch. I've been live streaming where, you know, I don't know who doesn't know what live streaming is, but just in case, because I know some of my relatives who probably don't know what it is, watch this. So I'll explain. Live streaming is where you sit down and you're kind of like a video entertainer. Like I'm sitting down and I'm playing games and people can come in and they can talk to me and they can play the game with me or whatever. And it's really cool because it's basically, I get to be an entertainer while doing the things I love. Uh, that's the most basic way I can say it, but I've been doing that for a, a while now and it never really took off whatever i wasn't putting enough time into it to make you know build a community whatever i started playing monster hunter on stream and i've met some amazing people i've had these people come in for like three four days in a row and they'll sit down and they'll talk with me and they'll play the game with me and they, they'll, they'll teach me about the lore in the game so like what is this monster's backstory this monster has three pages of backstory Tell me all about it. Let me know this dude's date of birth, his blood type, everything. Like, I want to know all about it. There's people who are like, teach me how to play the game in ways I didn't think about playing it. Teach me little tips and tricks to make the game easier for me. And just people who will sit down and help me beat the game because the game is really hard. And it's easier to do with friends because these are some tough monsters. These are some big, scary dudes. And if you're one little dude, trying to fight them it's way easier with friends and these people have been so accepting and open and inviting and fun to play with like i've met a lot of people through this game who are just so fun to hang around with and they're truly friend material it's really cool mm -hmm. like yeah. uh i mean ryan lark in your chat all the time and i don't talk in as much as ryan does but i like listening uh watching the conversations and uh, going in and a lot of them seem to be like really great people. Like some of them, like I wouldn't mind uh, playing a few rounds of games with even off, uh, off the clock. Yeah, of course. Like it doesn't have to be just a work thing or like, or like a stream thing. You don't have to sit there and make it like a saving public facing. These are people that I would, I could see myself, you know, turning off the, the webcam, turning off the stream and sitting down and be like, yo, you want to, play some games you want to do this you want to hang out talk kind of thing like these are genuinely cool people and they've helped me come together and build this community which is something i've never had and yeah it's small it's not a lot of people it's like only i think i only have 60 people following my twitch period some of these people not even from monster hunter some of these people just my friends here who have supported me stuff like that but these are cool people and they're they're, they're helping me start build a community where we can sit down and talk and have a good time and play these games and just enjoy it together. And that's something that I, I, I treasure immensely and I, I couldn't put a value on. And I, I'm very thankful for the fact that I have the opportunity to even start that because the way that Twitch works is you have to build up a community before anything really happens. Before I can get paid for doing this and possibly turn this into a job, I need to build a community. I need to sit down and put the time and work and find people who uh, see, you know, content in me, see entertainment in me and want to support me and stick around and watch my streams and, you know, give me support in any way that they can. And it's really cool that I'm finding these people who think I, I'm entertaining and think I, I'm fun to, to be around and talk to. And they want to see me play these games and they want to see me talk and like hang out and stuff. 
and they're willing to give me the time of day and help me build this community so I could possibly turn this into something more than just a hobby. And yesterday I did that. Yesterday I, I made it to affiliate, which thank you. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Um, which affiliate is I can now put ads on my channel where I, I like people come to my channel and watch ads and I get money for it, or they could donate to me or subscribe to me and, and show their appreciation and their support. And that's really cool. Cause I, I, I never thought I would get there. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry for showboating. I totally feel like I, I still showboating. No, it's, no. it's cool. Awesome. Like, you're building a community of people that you're enjoying to hang out with and play games with and like these people aren't just like a number in a chat it's someone like actually playing with you and like having a fun time and like thinks it's cool it, it's really cool i've, I've yeah. been enjoying it a lot but uh that's been that's been my quarantine hobby <laughs> that's what that's what i'm doing to keep sane is uh, it's basically picking up another part-time job, <laughs> but one that I really enjoy doing. Um, does anyone else have any any hobbies? I know, I know, Brendan, you you have some interesting things. Well, yeah, for me, I've been uh, going out and taking a lot of more pictures after work because uh, I've got a normal nine-to-five job that I'm working during this, and. Uh, just after that, it's just dealing with people, especially in this time, because people are very high strung, and which is understandable. <clears throat> and we're trying to, at least the company that I work for is trying to provide the best service that we can for that. Uh, but sometimes people are just like uh, used to working, having it work like it did before all of this happened, like before quarantine, before all of these restrictions hit for uh, like social distancing and such. And uh, they are just like blowing their tops. I've almost gotten into like three different fist fights when I'm at work, just trying to be like, Hey, Hey, uh, yeah, no, 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 can't do that. Uh, and no, can't do that either. And it's just been like, why? Uh, but so to de-stress, I've just been going out, taking pictures, having like my own headphones in, listening to a bunch of music. And I'm so, so thankful that they opened up parks again, at least where we are. Uh, yeah. And so I've been I've been taking a lot of nature pics, uh, pics, English. Uh, and uh, I've. Uh, recently went down to like the canal near us and uh there was just people walking so all i did was like i set up my cam uh, camera at like the end of the trail uh, uh with the tripod that i have started just taking pictures of people with their families and such just trying to get candidates uh but that's been something to help me at least take my mind off of everything and just do something that I enjoy and trying to give people a way to like see the world through at least a create my own creative lens. At least in a way. I mean that's really cool. 
Yeah, it's fun. Pictures are always a really interesting thing to look at. I mean, you were the one to get me started on that, Ryan. Nah. <laughs> you were still enjoying taking pictures before I showed you anything. I was, but you definitely helped me like push towards that. It's always fun to try something new. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know, Ian, you've just been stuck at home. Anything that you've picked up uh, to help combat boredom? Hobby-wise? Yeah. Um, I've been doing jigsaw puzzles puzzles with my uh, girlfriend. We're working on, like... <laughs> Well, we finished we finished the one from the last podcast, if you were there. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were 12 nice. missing pieces, Ooh. which was a little infuriating, to say the least, trying to figure out. Was it a new um, puzzle or no? No, I mean, it was open before, but we didn't know there was anything wrong with it. Mm. Um, so we started, we opened a new one um, two days ago, and it's of uh, it's like a gnome and a a gnome house and a tree and then forest in the background and whatever. Um, that one's going a lot better already. So that's fun. Um, and besides that, I can't really say I've done anything really. Oh, Brandon cut out. Yeah. Um, Give me a second. <laughs> I've been, I've been able to cook for my family, which is fun because I can't cook at my job cause we're still closed. Mm -hmm. Um, and other than that, I've I've I mean, just Ian, been. If you need more people to cook yeah. for, you know, I, I, I'll I'll gladly buy some ingredients for you to cook. I mean, I'd that's love, true. I'd love a good meal. <laughs> yeah. I've been dying to taste your food. I see it on Instagram all the dang time. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'd love to like cook when this is over. You know, the summer. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd probably uh, honestly make a big meal out of it since I work at a bakery. Uh, make a little cake, brownies or something. Yeah. I don't. I don't bake too much to be honest, but um, nah, it's always family, something that I can do. Yeah. My family we bake all the time. <laughs> you do cut you've you've been at a, a cafe most of your life so you got the baker's jeans yeah i would love to cook more Ugh, but i'd love to learn to cook period i learned to cook back in high school taking the foods class and then i had to last summer because i moved away for four months and i was living on campus while doing my research Oh, which kind of didn't pan out because everything failed. But uh, the campus kitchen was not open. So we had to either constantly order out, which made me extremely fat, or cook for ourselves. So I like I got somewhat decent in just making like simple stuff like uh, penne alla vodka or like chicken cutlets or like a easy two-minute sauce. Pesto yeah. too since that's a very easy sauce to make i think you need to know three meals to cook and that's all you really need like bare minimum to live rotate like, three different meals if i got three different meals 
I can have one to impress someone, one that I can make when I'm just like, don't want to do anything, and one that's like, hey, I'm going to be adventurous. That's all you <laughs> yeah. need. Yeah, that's I was going to... I was going to ask, like, do you have one for, like, each, like, three for breakfast, three for lunch, or three for dinner? Are you talking, like, one, one, one? I, three for each. Oh, okay. See, like, that's that's more of, like, my speed, where it's just, like, hey, recipes and everything. See, Although, I don't eat no. breakfast, so, like, I don't really understand, like, cooking for breakfast. Like, most times eating breakfast is just nauseating to me. It. Mm. It, it, I'm weird. Like I, I can wake up at two o'clock and immediately eat something. But if I wake up at like eight or nine, I cannot even smell food without feeling sick. Oh yeah, like you wake up and food's just not appealing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I, I get that all the time. Where I'm, I'm sitting there and I wake up and food is just not appealing in the slightest. It, and it's like yeah. you wait an hour or two. And then suddenly you're like, damn, dude, I'm really hungry. Yeah, like, and then the food becomes like the best smelling thing in the world. But you wake up, your body's like, nah, dude, I want that. Go away. Nah, nah. Nah, I wake up, my body's like coffee. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. And then it's like sandwich. And I'm like, ah, not in the mood. (laughs) (laughs) No, buddy, I don't want that. I'm all right for now. What about you? What about you, Chris? Have you just been baking your free time, or like? Uh, actually, I haven't been baking because that goes against my current uh, hobby. I've been trying to work out a lot, so actually, I have it right next to me. It is a jug full of water and rocks from my driveway. It's about <laughs> twelve and a half pounds. It took me a, a half an hour to get all these rocks in here. Oh my god! Uh, I'm guessing you didn't have a funnel. No. You just sitting out there and you're just went poking rocks. Whoop. Also, I decided to do it when it was raining. Are you doing why? Why? Because I, 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 I needed something to lift. And honestly, it the uh, scale says it was 12 pounds, but it feels a lot heavier. I, I definitely I've, remember the, the Chris going out because we were sitting down talking. And then Chris was all of a sudden just like, hold on, I'll be right back. And he comes <laughs> back like 15 minutes later. And he's like, yeah, I just went and filled up two milk jugs full of rocks and water. Yeah. Just one. Just one. <laughs> uh, the other one's drying because I didn't fully clean it out. And it went rancid. <laughs> How did you Gross. mess that up? Because uh, I, ha- <laughs> I have a weakened sense of smell. So I thought all the milk was gone. But there was like. You uh, didn't like shake water in it? I did. I did. It was just. You I didn't mean, get all of it. The milk's a feisty boy. You're like one, two, good. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Like with the shape of this, you can uh, really do a lot of stuff. So I use it to curl, shoulder press, uh, shoulder lift. I also use it for uh, squats and kettlebell swings. How's your gains? Honestly, uh. They've been up pretty well. Like I've started to cut down my lower body fat, uh, lower uh, abdomen fat with the kettlebell swings, and I'm starting to get my six pack back. And nice. through this quarantine, like, be- Ayo. before I was doing the milk jugs, I was just doing push ups, leg lifts, and just uh, 
pull-up bars. And those were helping a lot. It was helping out my shoulders because uh, I've never trained shoulders. I've never trained legs, which is terrible. I know. Chris I skipped like chicken legs. No, no, they're Skipping just legs. they're fat. They're just all fat. <laughs> Didn't you do fencing in high school? Like uh, That's in, college? in college, yes. Yeah. So how how do you get those chicken legs, man? I don't have chicken legs. Like my calves. He, said he has to eat out. So like. <laughs> My oh, calves are huge. Uh, are like, leg, go. <laughs> are toned, but my calves are like, hu- um, not calves. My quads are huge. But like ever since doing the milk jug, like my biceps and my shoulders have actually gotten pretty decent again. And so like it's definitely something to do. Like uh, one of my friends on Snapchat when I first uh, sh- uh, showed off the milk jug, he was like, "If you have sand." Put sand in it instead because uh, and fill it up with water and make it a lot heavier. So I've been trying to find places that will either sell bags of sand or go to a, a lake uh, that has a sand bank and grab sand from there. Or you've been trying been... to solicit your friends over the internet for bags of sand? Yes. Yeah. Have you been? Yeah, yeah I asked them like... before. <laughs> Two hours ago, Chris was in there. He just goes, any of y'all got a bag of sand I could have? Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that. Yeah, uh, I keep I've been them doing, just hanging around. Yeah, I've been you doing know. a lot of crossword puzzles. And for the last two weeks, uh, I'm going to try to do this all sly like. Ryan helped me build this. It's uh, the tower PC build he gave me a couple weeks ago, and it runs beautifully. Nice. And I love it. And so I've been trying to uh, get into PC gaming. And maybe, maybe one day I'll follow in Connor's footsteps of becoming a streamer, but I have no talent in that. So, I join it. We can make a we can make a Twitch team. I mean, we can Twitch house. We definitely can Twitch house. Uh, Ryan, what have you been doing? I know. Uh, I know you tend to just stay in and like really edit most of these podcasts and do a lot of cool stuff. Uh. So I've been working on like a video that I was going to record and like put out this week that was like talking about music and games and stuff. So like I had to write a whole script for that and like figure out what footage I'm going to need. And like I've been trying to like do stuff like that to give myself something that I can try and like figure out and see like it's always practice for me the way i look at it is like hey i make something if it like gets noticed cool but if not then like whatever i'm just making it because i want like practice but like talking about like music and games and stuff i've been like figuring out what games i want to go and get footage for and like and all that out yeah I, i really think i'm going to put monster hunter in it now because like us playing for a few hours, like each day, I've been like, "Yeah, this this that, deserves to be in here." That gameth fight, dude. The gameth, especially the music. Like, yes. if you're talking about music and video games, like each one complements it. And you're, uh, I, you're sitting there swinging this giant hammer at a, a mammoth the size of like a football field. And the entire time you just have this like these drums pounding and these violins wailing and the everything and you're just like this is amazing. 
especially you get them for... charge up on the great sword just swing in like it's great but That's like fantastic so like i've been planning that out and like wrote the script for it waited on it a bit showed it to my one brother and was like asking his opinion on stuff but like just going through that whole process of like hey what's your thoughts on this because i'm like i want to put something out that i'm proud of and like for me to take the time to go through all the process for it i feel like i'll probably make something that's like better than what i could have made on my own oh absolutely collaborative uh, like content making is always a lot better uh because you have different inputs and everything uh, especially with uh, like you and your house and everything yeah. making uh, a video and such like you can get other people's uh, inputs on it being like gay especially like with your own like family at the moment like you your family is fairly uh, well versed <laughs> or at least knowledgeable of stuff like that so uh, it's definitely very helpful to have at least even one or two people around the house and be like hey yeah so like uh, this or this could be better or like this is great keep that yeah especially because people have such a different dynamic when they're alone versus when they're around people like I know for myself I am very quiet when I'm alone I I'm I'm a lot more nervous to talk like when I'm alone I'll sit down and I'll think about saying something before I actually say it I'm a lot more hesitant and quiet and kind of responsive more than you know progressive. But when I'm with you guys, I, I, I don't know, I just get this burst of confidence and I just feel a lot more comfortable cracking jokes or talking or be, like going out of my comfort zone doing a whole bunch of stuff, which is why when I do something like I stream or like I help record a video or something like that, I usually, you know, would prefer to have someone with me or, or just like, even if it's just one person, just have someone around because it makes it a hell of a lot easier for me to get out of my shell and, you know, bring another dynamic. Plus it's so much fun just having this back and forth with someone that you can't have when you're alone. Mm -hmm. Cause you're alone. You're sitting there and it's just like, ha ha good joke me. And that's kind of not as good as like sitting there and cracking jokes back and forth with a good friend of yours. And especially the creative inputs and everything, it's a it's a it's a big boost. I've seen with like a lot of your streams, most of us are take part in it just like as secondary voices while you play. We all like tend to watch a stream and then comment and joke around with you during it. Like last night, <laughs> we were just having a chat roulette with everyone, just asking yeah. each other questions. It was so much fun. <laughs> Sitting there asking questions, hearing everyone's opinions, and just sharing and arguing and debating why this one is right and this one is wrong. Why, why this is the best thing or, or not. Why pineapple belongs on pizza. I I'm a changed man. Think I'm a changed man. <laughs> I'm a it changed man, right? It is delicious. It's I get what you're saying, but no. Ryan? <laughs> Ryan. I was with I was once where you stood, brother. I was once where you stood. I stood on the same foothill that you stand on, and I looked upon the fields of pineapple on pizza, and I said to myself, this is a scourge to the land. This is a menace that needs to be stomped and defeated. And then today I had a pizza with bacon and pineapple, and I joined the I, I stepped off 
the rock that overlooked the battlefield and I, I, I joined the legion of, of a pineapple on pizza and I sat there and I said, dang, dude, that's pretty tasty. Maybe, it, maybe I was wrong the whole time. It's so good. It's like perfect blend of savory and sweet and has like just a bit of acidity to it. It's, it's like umami. It's like cool. It's très bouché. Trebuchet. That is a weapon, And so is pineapple on pizza. It is a weapon of mass deliciousness. That's a diplomatic tool. Side note about pineapple. The most metal fruit. No one can debate that. Why? reason it's the most metal. It dissolves your stomach. Yeah, that it is born with a crown of thorns upon its head. Its body is spiky. And the more you eat, the more it eats you. Yeah. That's metal as shit. <laughs> Rock on, pineapple. Rock on. I mean, there is another spiky fruit, you know, the horned melon. Yeah, but does it eat you while you're eating it? No. I don't know. I you bite the pineapple. The pineapple bite bite bites back. back, my man. That's exactly what. I mean, anyway, weird I know- side interjection. I know the pineapple dissolves your tongue. I didn't know it dissolves your stomach because your stomach is supposed to be built to withstand, you know, your stomach acid, which is not how that more works. Acidic. No. Well, yeah, the lining of your stomach. Not always. <laughs> okay, Ryan. He is. He is right. Okay, <laughs> a normal person, <laughs> a normal stomach lining. Oh, so he's not normal now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Chris, I think you dropped this. <laughs> a, nor- <laughs> a normal stomach lining is like made to be able to withstand your stomach acid, which is on the same level as hydrochloric acid, which is about a one on the pH scale. While pineapple is like a four or a five. So I honestly think it can dissolve your tongue. I didn't know that it can dissolve your stomach. I- Enough of it. And we're talking Enough ridiculous amounts, but like, so. yeah, yeah, like ridiculous amounts of pineapple. You'll have to eat at least. Sorry, like my six... couch vibrated for a second. <laughs> 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 I got so scared. Oh, Chris, Wait, your couch so got one of those couches. <laughs> Both my tablet and my phone went off at the same time. <laughs> Both right next to me on each side. And it scared the crap out of me. Chris had a look. Yo, you got that haunted couch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man i got very scared <laughs> for sure who's so, uh, the haunted couch and what have you been doing for hobbies hobbies oh um he had said yeah i think i said yeah, that the, yeah the jigsaw have you been puzzles. doing anything jigsaw puzzles also i'm saying like cooking watching stuff um yeah, I've been spending time on YouTube a lot. You know those like, <laughs> yeah. you know those restoration videos where like someone finds uh, a lantern from like 1972, <laughs> and then they go through like polishing it, getting rid of all the rust, undenting it, putting new pieces on if it's all destroyed and stuff. I've been watching those, and I've honestly, seen... I'd love to do that. I've seen you do that as doing, a job. Like, Zippo lighters. And, oh, the yeah. Zippo lighters are fantastic. I feel like everyone's going into, like, rabbit holes on YouTube <laughs> right now, and it's like, 
it's not one of those rabbit holes where it's like a one night thing. It's like multiple nights. You're like, oh, they recommended one of those. Let me check it out. <laughs> I've watched people shirt. eating MREs at I've points. Seen that. That's <laughs> hilarious to me. I just love watching someone be like, I'm going to try this. Oh, that's disgusting. And I'm okay, like, of course, it's from like the 60s. Here's the thing. Hold on. I have eaten <laughs> plenty on. amount of MREs, okay? My dad was a Marine. My brother's in the Army. I have eaten plenty of MREs. Some of those are good as hell. I'd imagine. So I, some I of them, them. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, I can have some of that, please. Some is... of them, I'm like, yeah, that sounds all right. But some of them, I'm like, that doesn't look like it's fit for my dogs. Shouldn't and be like, eating that one. <laughs> the ones you stay away from are the seafood. You never touch the seafood. Oh, my gosh. That's a horrible uh, decision. Seafood or chicken that's like going, That's like going to a, a diner and ordering, like, the steak or something. Like, that's oh, yeah. Works. Yeah. <laughs> ordering New York strip steak. At a at a diner, you're, you're sitting at a Denny's at two in the morning. You're like, yes, my my 17 year old chef boy, make me a fine New York strip steak for ten dollars and fifty cents. That dude's in the back. He's like, well, who the fuck ordered this steak? It's two a.m. Get pancakes like everyone else. Who wants a steak at two in the morning? I'm just trying to live. Come on, uh, I got class at seven. I'm sitting back here watching a podcast of a bunch of kids from Jersey talk shit. <laughs> I got I way more I could do. <laughs> I deserve better than this. I spent four years at Juilliard, and here I am. <laughs> it's the, uh, the Denny's worker just like hanging out at two in the morning making a steak, though. Like that's something where it's like you feel bad for him. He breaks oh. down in tears because he's gotten the 30th Grand Slam order of the night and he's just ready to quit. <laughs> oh, man. It's him and one other dude back there. The old Gosh. man that, like, is asleep, just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Slam. <laughs> just, like, having night terrors about menus. He goes home to his small single-room apartment and he wakes up in cold sweats to the thoughts of short stacks and grand slams. Y'all make jokes about that, but y'all forget I grew up part in Georgia, and there's restaurants like that. Look, and no, man. It I is get it. Uh, sometimes or some of the best food, but dude, I get if it. If you I complain, get... ooh, oh, dude, no I more get Southern it. hospitality. Yeah, I get it. I've got, family, I've got family from the deep south as well so like i've visited and it's all like all right y'all so what you want you want like a country fried steak or something oh, like yes. okay yeah yeah you know you know no not yet but uh it's I like want you, stop, you stop at a, yeah yeah <laughs> it'll be like uh you stop at like a cracker barrel or something along the way and it's just like how y'all doing what y'all want we serve everything and it's just like you order something it Shit. really is different from Jersey. Here's oh, like, oh, 100%. Cracker Jersey barrel? is like, here's your food, go fuck yourself, eat in your car. And it's well, like... with, with Jersey, dude, Jersey, they slide you the food with a middle finger right in your face. <laughs> yeah. like, you, you, Here, you, I got your plate. <laughs> you're sitting there at the diner, which is like the East Coast mainstay. I don't know if there's many diners outside of the East Coast. I know, no, I'm not, not that at many. all. Not really. Not but, at all. <laughs> 
you got these diners, which they all have the same menu, give or take a couple specials, or they change the names yeah. of some things or whatever, and you're sitting there, and most of them are open 24 hours. You slide into it. You slide in at four in the morning and you get like a breakfast sandwich or a stack of pancakes from some middle-aged woman who's not being paid enough to be there. And she just slides you your food with a middle finger right on top and just goes, yeah, get the fuck out. There's something nice about it, though. Tip well. <laughs> wait, wait. I have. There's something nice about it. It's just no bullshit. It's there's just so, straight to the something... point. There's, they won't sugarcoat it. They won't beg for tips. They won't pretend yeah. to be nice. They'll be real with you. If you're a chill person, they'll be chill back. If you're an asshole, they'll tell you straight. And you know what? You still come back. Yeah. God, I remember there was an interaction at the diner. You don't come uh, to a diner. At, for at, at like a diner that I got uh, nearby uh, us. That I, It was like 4 o'clock in the morning. Just got back from like some uh, from fucking somewhere. I was out on a, uh, just like a drive. It was 4 a.m. I'm like... I want some food. Stop in at a diner because you can get fucking anything. And I'm just like, yeah, can I get like a steak? And she just looks at me like, like just straight up looks at me and says, are you sure you want to do that? Because (laughs) these these steaks have been sitting out for God knows who, uh, for God knows who, uh, how long? And it's just, uh, (laughs) and also, Pierre in the back, uh, I swear to God, is uh, Pierre in the back is not having any shit tonight. He, like, <laughs> Pierre's having a rough night. Don't get like, the steak. He's going to stab you in the parking exactly. lot. <laughs> the sauce is like, going to be spit. It's just like, okay, uh, do you want this instead? Like just some nice so, sausage patties and everything. I'm like, all right. The thing is, I'll you don't fat, come <laughs> to a diner for the food. You come because you know, like, People aren't going to bother you, like, it's not, like, the food's going to be great at a different diner. No, it's all going to taste the same. You're going to enjoy a pancakes or omelet the same as you would at most of these diners. But or like a Taylor Ham sandwich. Yeah. That's right, Ooh. Taylor Ham. Not Taylor pork Ham. Taylor Ham. You say pork roll, you're the worst. Yeah, you say I have... pork roll, you don't come near her. I have a quick story <laughs> to tell about how ordering just fast food in jersey versus um ordering fast food in georgia i'm just gonna look at one place mcdonald's mcdonald's mickey donald's what's the weirdest thing you've seen at mcdonald's though oh after this like chris tell your story at mcdonald's in jersey you order you pay that's it they don't speak to you anymore until they bring out your food (laughs) i was young I was like 14 years old. I went to a McDonald's uh, by my ho- uh, by my dad's house. I go in. I order an insane amount of food. I eat it all, and then I'm still hungry. And then the ladies on the other side overheard, and they're like, "You want some free apple pies?" I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, I Yo, mean, you take that. <laughs> we got to throw them out because uh, we got to change them over." Uh, from different shifts, so uh, we have four extras. You you want them? I'm like, yes. Free food, we take that. <laughs> that would free never, apple pies. Oh that yeah. That would never happen in Jersey. The only time I ever got something free in Jersey was I had to pick my friend up from Dunkin' Donuts, and she was throwing out donuts. I'm like, get them here. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I've had the yeah. same where. 
the, there's a Dunkin' Donuts in the place where I work. It's like a little kiosk. And I think I went like 10 minutes before closing to get some coffee. And the dude just did not give any semblance of a shit. And he was just like, listen, I got to throw all these out. Do you, do you want some? Like you can get like, you can get it. He was like, I think he said, do you want some for free? And I was like, I don't have to pay. And he's like, yeah. So I was like, okay, let me just get, I will take all of them. No, I was, it was like a full rack almost. Like there was not a lot of business. I said, I said, yeah, I'll just take like a glaze or whatever. And he's like, anything else? And I was like, okay, I guess like this as well. And he's like, anything else and he literally i think i got like six donuts and then he was like you know keep it going and i was like i was like i was like my guy i'm good homeboy's hooking you up he's like yo you got as many donuts you want right now i could have taken the store dude no i love having to throw stuff out because uh in high school when i worked at my cafe we'd have to throw out bagels muffins and cinnamon rolls every night because we couldn't keep them because health hazards what i do i take them saran wrap them i bring them to school the next day and i sell everything for a dollar <laughs> right next to the freaking because our school in the like uh, foyer had a little like uh called oh, foyer foyer oh bougie oh we oui, oui. had a little like cart that like just sold big we had fights in the parking lot so i'd stay next <laughs> to that cart Selling these bagels for a dollar while they're selling their crappy like rubber bagels for like three dollars. I'm like, yeah, real bagel. Like, I mean, <laughs> shit. I remember buying you just like, bring a, a tub of cream cheese. You. You're like, yeah. I'll slather it on for you, Chris. I, I remember, bucks. I remember buying a couple bagels from you yeah. in our high school days and just being like, that's Chris the bagel dealer, dude. <laughs> dude I used to come in. Like, that's the bagel plug. Exactly. Most kids sell drugs. He sells delicious bakery confections. I used to come in with like seven muffins, three cinnamon rolls, and like 12 bagels. And people were just like, yo, I heard you got bagels. I'm like, yeah, uh, a bagel for a dollar. Like, Chris, Chris is that dude who's in the in the bathroom during class time. And the like, kids walk in, they're like, uh, I got an everything and I got a pumpernickel. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you had to discount the pumpernickel. Fast. Really? Oh. Yes, pickle is slept on. Pumpernickel. Nah. So good. Pumpernickel or everything bagels. <laughs> top tier. Everything, everything yes. top tier. Dude, everything I... tier. Everything. Everything onion. bagels is onion everything bagels. Tier. Also, onion just, bagels are pretty good. Ooh. Onion bagels are good. Yeah. But just also, like anywhere outside of like East Coast, like Northern East Coast. I was about to say that. Yeah. yeah. We... Bagels. Bagels are like uh, uh kind of trash everywhere else. Like, uh, the boys who went uh, to uh, the convention, like, in this call, so, like, oh, yeah. Ryan, Connor, Ian, Chris, you also just know this because you've been, like, down south. Georgia and, and everything. Uh, yeah, you've been, uh, you've experienced both. Bagels up here are so much superior to, like, southern bagels or anywhere else uh, in the state. Yeah. New Jersey, we got bagels and pizza. Exactly. There is one place in Georgia called Bitchin' Bagels. Okay, I will agree with that. Good name, so sold. They ship New York water. Mm-hmm. That's the trick. That's the one. That's for, it. Yeah, for oh, their yeah. bagels. My, no, uh, but, yeah, I told you about that, right? There, yeah. there, there was. There's a, a, a the place Brendan told me about where it, it, there's some dude who every week would come into like one of the. I think it was the the place where I work at now, right? 
or yeah, some, somewhere around it where he would come in and just buy gallons upon gallons of Jersey water. And I think Brendan at one point stopped him and asked him, was like, what are you doing with all this water? And the dude's like, <laughs> what are you doing with all the water? And the dude was like, well, I own this bagel place in like down South. And you know, you can't make a good bagel there. Yeah, it's the water with the dough. You just can't make a good bagel. It's it's something different, whatever. So I make the trek here once a week. I buy, I stock up on Jersey water, and I go back and I make bagels using the Jersey water. It's ridiculous because that guy. I talked to that guy, and my dad <laughs> went down to uh to like Florida and Georgia to like play golf and everything because you know that's what people in their fifties do. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he went down. He was draw yeah. He was driving down. He's like, uh, pork roll, pork roll, pork roll. He's looking for some place to get a good breakfast. And then he sees Taylor Ham. He's like, I got to stop. That's Meets the, one. the guy. Yeah. Uh, and Bitchin' Bagels is where he uh, Dude, went to. Dude, Bitchin' Bagels is so it's a, good. Because it's a guy from Jersey, from this area, who's just like, nah, went down to Georgia and is like, I'm gonna show you what a real bagel is. So, I will say, people in Jersey, we're defensive about our bagels. All you people oh, yeah. who are watching this, and you're not from Jersey, or you've never been to Jersey, you've never seen foot, and you're sitting there eating your 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 what is it like Pepperidge Farms pre mm. like pre bagged bagels or whatever, or you got some local bagels from your your deli or whatever, and you're sitting there like this it bagel is safe. terrific. This bagel fine, nah. and what you're saying offends me. No, you're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. You're playing Jersey wrong. Bagels, Jersey bagels are a demigod, if not a, a, a true prime god, in comparison to your barely mortal, almost subhuman, non-Jersey bagel. <laughs> and this this is a hill me and every other New Jersey person will die, die on. on. Oh, so, yeah. I once went on a <coughs> multi-day trip down to maryland and while i was there i some reason got onto a like mission to find the best worst pizza in maryland so every day i went to a different pizzeria and got a slice and i finally found the best pizza there and was still not as good as new jersey but it was a place that was bringing in water from like new york down in just for the pizza dough and I was like, this is why you have the no. best one. See, what you got to do, though, is you got to bring in water from different uh, areas where the best ingredients are grown. Wherever the best tomatoes are grown, water to grow your own tomatoes. New York for uh, pizza dough. Dude. That's how you got to do it. pH value. It's weird because people uh, like you guys remember the conversation we had the guy with, uh, with the guy in our hotel room. How he said we have garbage water. You we know what? We do have garbage water. Okay, yes. Technically, we do Look, have garbage the pollution water. adds the flavor we need. <laughs> exactly. Dirty Jersey. We need dirty. dirty Jersey water to be this mad. See? That crust around the bagel that you like, it's that uh, sediment at the bottom of the water that just <laughs> it gives you that extra bagel. crunch. Exactly. That Jersey sediment. <laughs> <laughs> the Jersey dirt makes your wa- <laughs> makes your bagel terrific. <laughs> Those flecks in your bagel, you know, that's not uh, just... You got uh, extra iron. Yeah. It's not just... grain, you know. That's, uh, that's a little of uh, a 
sludge from the factories. It's uh, Look, charcoal. Jersey bagels are easily the best, just from water alone. But, like, our pizza, it's better than New York, I would say. I would say, yeah. Like... I am going to opt out of this conversation. I am going I have to never had. <laughs> I have never had a New York pizza slice. You've and never I had do a not want pizza slice. And listen, with everything that's happening right now and everything that's happening in New York, the last thing I want to do is piss off a bunch of New Yorkers and have them storm our, storm our shores. Okay, I, I will say <laughs> though. <laughs> oh God. They're, they're I will say, the they're crossing over the river in boats, just like, oh, I'm gonna kick these motherfuckers, eh? Oh, they gonna learn today. What'd you say about my pizza? Oh, no. I will say, nah. New York you has pizza. On the 99 right. cent slice. <laughs> New York has the right idea. I can go into a pizzeria and buy a slice of pizza for a dollar. Now, that raises a question that I wanna ask. Uh,. Is one slice of pizza a meal or a snack? That's a snack. A snack. How many slices of pizza makes it a meal? Three or four. At least three. Three? Um, I'm on two. Three I think two. I think two I'm, I'm slices. I'm a big guy. I'm a big guy, but I can't eat a lot. See, so two slices. Two slices, that's a meal. One slice, that's a snack. Is it the same for hot dogs? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll say I can, for hot I can dogs, only eat one hot same. dog. They make me sick. Well... Okay, that's like commercial hot dogs. New York dogs has hot dogs, right? Like, oh, yeah. are you talking oh, about like yeah. dirty water dogs? Uh, yeah, like I can oh, buy a hot dog dogs. from some dude on the street for like $2 and be like, this is great. I don't know what this was in or where dude, it's been. You're dirty water dogs. <laughs> what right, is it? What does it say about the food quality or just, you know, a sub subversion of expectations when you're walking down the streets of New York and you got this 56 year old retired dude sitting there reading the newspaper with a tiny dingy metal hot dog cart and you're like, yeah, I want a hot dog for a dollar. And he gives it to you, and you're like, this is the best hot dog I've ever eaten. You're, like, walking down the street. This dude sells hot dogs and, like, lottery tickets, uh, like, under the table. And it's like, well, I'm going to pick one of them up. Let me tell you something. One of the best memories I've had of New York City was I was down on the south side of New York City looking at the river, got a dirty water dog, with a little bit of the onion sauce. No, not ketchup, not mustard. You got to get the onion sauce. And just sitting on the South Street Seaport steps, looking at the water as the sun set, it was magnificent. Dude, New York has a lot of things right. (laughs) New York has food right. They really do. For me, my best memory of New York has been... I was I had walked all the way from Penn Station all the way down to Midtown and uh, just had my headphones on. I was just Jesus. I had my camera. Yeah, I know, dude. I go to New York. I walk um, because I either take the train or I walk. But I was feeling in a walking mood. I went down to Midtown. <laughs> By the time I got there, it was like maybe two or three hours later. I was talking to some guy, like, you'll see those halal carts that sh- that serve mm-hmm. the, like, kebabs yeah. and everything, the falafels, like, on every corner. I was talking to this guy for maybe about, like, two hours about just, like, how everything was going, life, like, stuff that's going on in New York. And I How's found the kids some, like, doing? Yeah, 
like uh, I, uh, he was talking to me about his kids and everything. And then I went to Chelsea Market, like down the street, and just uh, walked around there and talked with people there for like hours. And then uh, finally, to end the day, I just uh, went on top of Chelsea Market, uh, overlooking the port uh, on the west side of Manhattan, and just like watched the sunset. And then I went back on the train station down there, hiked it back to Penn Station, and came back home. Like, I will say. New York is fantastic for shit like that. You don't ever expect it. New York is great because you can see the people that know what to do in some spots where it's like, hey, here's a dude that's like trying to hand out mixtapes. Uh, you can tell who's not around here. Like, Oh, 100%. They're the people that are like, oh, no, thanks. And you're like, you made a mistake. You responded. Exactly. Yeah, Should have just kept walking. And it's just like always funny seeing them get into the trap. What was hilarious was uh, during my first year at college, uh, during orientation, we all took a trip to New York, uh, the freshman class. And we were all supposed to meet up at Central Park. And Beautiful. a lot of the my classmates are not from Jersey or from New York, and so I was. Uh, we all had gone to the one of the best burger places in New York, which is Shake Shack, and we were all just chilling out. And then these two like monks come and started like trying to uh, forcefully put bracelets on people and like getting donations, but not saying a single word. So my buddy, who's from like. I think it's Wisconsin or something like so, uh, like a Middle Eastern state, um, mid, uh, Midwestern state, Middle Eastern, <laughs> Midwestern <laughs> state. Sorry, Yo, how many dumb. Middle Eastern states we got? <laughs> Midwestern state. I mean, we got us. And so, uh, he's like talking to the uh monk, like, oh, trying to like get information, and the monk is just like, give me money, give me money, like telling like. Going like literally like that to the dude. I'm like, one monks don't do that. That is not what monks do. And then one tried to do the same thing to me. He put the bracelet on my uh, wrist, and I just kept walking. <laughs> he tried to stop me, and I looked at him. Yo, I'm like, free bracelet, dude. Thanks. Yeah, man. It literally looked something like this, just like wooden beads. And I was just like, he goes, grab my arm, puts it on, and goes, and I'm like. I, I said nothing. I shrugged my shoulders and I kept walking. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna not deal with this. He can't tell me I stole something because he put it on my wrist. And if he goes to the cops, I can say he's harassing us. I'm like, it's kind of a win-win situation. I've never actually been to New York more than like two times. And each time it's been like controlled environment things where like <sighs> You haven't I've, experienced New York in the wild. <laughs> I've never experienced New York in the wild. I've never just walked down a New York street and lived the, you know, the life. It's always been like a high school or middle school trip where like we're going to see a Broadway show or something. Well, we and got they're, it. And they're, just, they're just like, okay, kids, just don't look at the people. Just keep walking. Billy, don't respond. He's going to slap you with a mixtape. Don't respond. <laughs> I went on a date. No, he isn't selling you an eighth. Keep going. <laughs> I went on a date in New York City, and I had to meet my date there. I'm like, a lot of people would get uh, lost. I'm like, I, New York can me. be confusing. It definitely me. can be. It's I was terrified. <laughs> New York. It's a grid. 
I, Dude, it does not make it any easier. My favorite places right now, right now, the High Line. The thing is, okay, New York, you can be there, and if you like, your phone battery dies or something, you're fucked. You're like, oh, yeah. everything oh, looks the same, and it's like, you're not going to ask someone on the street, because who the fuck does that nowadays? So you're just going to be like, well, wing it. And like, New York is fine as a grid, but they close down streets and stuff, which makes it a lot more confusing. That's why you mm -hmm. walk. Yeah, but when I have a car, I need to get out. That's fair. But this isn't uh, like I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Like, I want to leave. And New I got York you for three point. minutes. Oh man, New York in the wild. It, it has to be like, in my experience, at least, the best way to experience a city like New York is to take the train in, so you don't have to worry about your car, don't have to worry about parking. All you need to do is drop off at Penn Station. It is in the middle of Manhattan, and you can mm -hmm. either go north to uh, uptown, or you can go to Midtown or downtown. Where uh, so you can either like visit the bays, Chinatown, or uh, stick around Midtown because you can. Or find you go uh, eastbound and you go to Little Museum Sicily? Mile. That's true. I was gonna say that too. Museum Mile. Because man, I. Uh, just some of the best experiences I've had with New York is some yeah, of my that's... best pictures are from New York because on the same trip I uh, was talking about before we wound up in the center uh, fountain of uh, Central Park and there was this dude making bubble art don't ask me how he just has a bunch of these giant like stencils of for different bubbles he was just putting bubbles within bubbles and just making sculptures out of bubbles. And I was uh, chilling with the dude for like half an hour, and I had uh, uh, my dinky old camera. So I'm like, all right. I, I went up to him, like, can I get a picture as if the camera's inside the bubble? So he goes into his, like, uh, case, pulls out this giant just circle uh, uh, stencil. He goes, all right. Put your hand right inside. <laughs> like, that was awesome. It was like, as if you're a person in a snow globe looking out. That's pretty cool. Oh. What's the weirdest thing any of you have seen while traveling? Ooh. I don't okay. think I can say Give that since we're on the topic of like, traveling. I'm just saying... Like, one that jumps to mind is when we went to MAGFest earlier this year, um, we were standing looking at the Danny DeVito shrine. <laughs> like, good, normal uh, human beings do. We yeah, appreciate his amazing beauty. And uh, we were standing there at one point, and dude walks up and is, like, looking at the thing. He has a bag. He reaches into this bag and pulls out an onion. And I'm like, oh, ha, funny, it's an onion. He's going to put it on the shrine and stuff. I don't know what the fuck this dude is on, but, like, he just takes a bite out of this <laughs> onion, skin and all. And, Two. like, uh, yeah, that's Two the thing. Is like, massive bites. He took like, the first yeah. bite, Two. and I'm like, oh, man, that's a fucking weird thing to do, but, like, it's a funny bit. And then he takes the second bite, and I'm like, I don't know if this is a bit anymore. 
and I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's not even like he just like walked up and like it was like a thing, like you know, he's walked up, bit it, whatever, and then ran away. This dude walked up to us, and this is it's this huge wall where it's like mm. it's a shrine, and it's like anything that's left here, cash or otherwise, will be donated, you know, to charity or just thrown in the garbage, respectively. And it like was there was like everything. There was, there was a fresh pair of Tim's. There, there was, was natty light cans sitting there. Was there. Cans, there was empty cans of beers. There were condoms On sprayed it, everywhere. Like... There was like money just scattered all fan around art. it. A whole a lot of fan art. It was like a but Pokemon bunch of cards, Pokemon cards, bananas, like uh, like was, everything. Yeah, it, it was a whole show. And this guy walks up, and we're a group of four sitting there admiring it. And this guy walks up, reaches into his bag, and just literally pulls out this onion. Is holding it. Just goes. You can see the visible just huge bite through the skin of the onion, through everything. And he just sits there and he's chewing it and there's no emotion on his face. He's just None. stone cold machine chewing oh. it. And we're all sitting there like, huh? <laughs> we're like, hey, all of us are just amazed. We're like, we're we looking. can't say anything because we don't know if it's real at that second. And, and, then, and then you think the one bite's enough. He swallows and she goes, and then puts it down and walks like, away. Skin and all, dude. Like, it also doesn't help that, like, most of us had had a couple drinks at least because we were, uh, we had taken the Uber and everything because responsible drinking. But we had all, like, I'm underage. I couldn't yeah, drink. We had, uh, like, those of uh -huh. us who could drink at the time, we were, yeah. like, had at least, like, a couple drinks to at least feel it. Uh, went to, uh, went to the venue. And then that happened. We were already like just... kind of peak like sensory overload because it was all like cosplay, people being like wild because conventions and stuff tend to do that. And then just like uh, just the energy of the place in total. And then we see the shrine. We're all like, haha, this is great. And then that happens. We all just lose our fucking minds for at least a couple hours. The like Onion we just, Man is incredible. Uh, the, he I is a him. fucking hero. I remember as he was leaving, I don't even know who it was that said it. Someone just said, you're doing God's work to him. You. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> and, oh, it was one of you two. I remember that at least. Yeah. I remember just... I was entirely shook, and I think I was the first person to regain my composure because Brendan was sitting there laughing. Ian yeah. was just kind of like, I was like staring at him, and I think it, I was like, like nice. <laughs> Ian, just, Ian just goes nice, and then I, was I, like, nice. I, I snap back to consciousness. And I'm like, you're doing God's work. Yeah. So, wait, oh, I have to ask since I was not there. What was the shrine for? Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yes, oh, trash man. Danny That's DeVito. Why there were Magnum condoms sitting on the shrine? <laughs> yeah. Danny DeVito had nothing to do with the convention. He wasn't related to the convention in the slightest. Not at all. But they made a shrine to him. Uh, apparently, um, somewhere else in the convention center, there was, was a, shrine a shrine to Shrek. For Shrek, yeah. We That's didn't find they, it. We, he didn't do the onion at the Shrek shrine. We, I I like, couldn't find a Shrek shrine. Yeah. Like, we I, didn't find it. That you can find it if you like if looked on Instagram, I'm sure. You're, yeah, but Maybe. no, we didn't see any uh, like post for it. We saw the Danny DeVito shrine. We didn't see the Shrek shrine because like, it was like all. in the main lobby. Was it? The, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the Danny DeVito. It was like down the escalator. Yeah, yeah. But, but like the Shrek the shrine, shrine, must shrine have been was like. Yeah, it was hidden. 
Literally, that like, in one of those hallways or something. was very interesting because I never have seen anything like that before. Oh, not at all. Where yeah, it's just it was... like, hey, we're going to play music 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be something happening. Yeah. Yeah. It was... For someone saw... who's never been to a convention, at what point would you bring someone like me to that? Would that be a first convention, or would that be, like, getting up to the bigger ones, or would that be one of the bigger ones to go to once you're used to? That would be up to you, in my opinion, because that is very much, like, I had been to, like, some smaller conventions and everything beforehand and had seen, like, oh, like, this artist performed and everything. That's cool. And, like, I'd seen, like, artists and everything, like, smaller time, uh, just, like, oh, cool, They uh, some of their art or, like, some of their other pieces and everything would be in this hall and then see uh, some exhibits. But that was, like, the biggest convention I had been to, and it was just, like, overload of sensory where, like, oh, shit, there are people doing this over here. Uh, the artist alley uh, that they had is massive the size and of a warehouse the yeah. size of yeah exactly it was a, a, essentially a warehouse of all independent artists and mm -hmm. different companies like peddling their wares and then you had uh like uh dedicated halls for concerts uh going until like god knows when in the morning like 5 a.m yeah 5 a.m we were yeah. at some of those like from till four like 12 to like 4 a.m. concerts and we were there for a good majority of the time at least and i know we were all like at first like mass uh just going along with the crowd the energy fantastic uh but and even at the end we were still like woo, uh so, riding that rave brandon knowing me would you think i'd have a good time at that convention absolutely oh, 100%. Yeah. like 100 percent Dude, Would that people... be a convention for me versus like something like Comic Con or uh, Dragon Con or like the one I really want to go to, but I never ever have the free time to go to is RTX. Yes, I would to, say just knowing you. To give my perspective, I have only ever been to two conventions. I went to uh, Otacon for my birthday, uh, my twentieth birthday back uh, last July. Um. And then I went to MAGFest with these guys. And Otakon was big, but it wasn't as big on the scale of MAGFest. There was like, oh, no. there was a bunch of like panels and stuff where you go see stuff happening. But then other than that, it was just walking around and buying stuff and then you'd leave kind of thing. Like it was that, it was um, very much just, you know, walking, trying to find something to do socially, just enjoying mm -hmm. the, the atmosphere kind of thing. MAGFest <clears throat> is entirely a different ride because it is a massive convention center massive i'm talking like three stories uh each room and like thing is massive they have a whole arcade they have a warehouse sized artist alley there's always at least one or two different types of concerts happening um 24 7 pretty much and or this 20 is happening in at least like six different buildings yeah like um yeah when is magfest usually January. So January. the Magfest near us is in yeah. January. They have different ones, like throughout the United States, and there's one in like summer, one in fall, I think, and then January is like the big one. Yeah, mm. that's Super Magfest. That is the mm. one. Yeah, yeah, to. yeah. So but I, I can tell you, Chris, you would absolutely have a good time. So and what I'm hearing is, next year, 
the five of us because y'all didn't invite me this year. It's canceled this year because no, it's not. Yeah, they did or... not cancel it yet. They announced the theme of it. They did not cancel. Yet. Okay, because Ooh. I had heard some I news think saying they... that they might have, uh, or were at least thinking of canceling it. They definitely have been thinking about it, but if they do it, it's going to be like right at the line where mm -hmm. like if yeah. they are able to or not. I mean, we booked a hotel back in November, so they have until November to make the call. Yeah, that's true. But they have, like, that was an amazing convention, and, like, I have seen a few. I, I agree that whole thing is, like, completely different from other conventions. Where, like, you are, like, doing a lot of the stuff there that they're, like... I don't know, like, the music that they have going and, like, they have, like, spots where you could just, like, go play games. And it's like, hey, here's stuff that, like, isn't out yet. Or, like, yo, you want to go play, like, Halo on uh, old Xbox in this one place? Like, you can do that. Yeah, that was that was my first um, convention. I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember yeah, that. that was I, yeah, a big culture shock for you. Yeah, it was it was huge. It was totally overwhelming, but not in like the sense of panic. It was like, this is absolutely crazy. I want to like be doing everything here, like, oh my gosh. I I it's kind of weird to think of like how you how some of you guys went from like Comic Con to this and thought this was like way better. Like, I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the sense of community. Yeah, I yeah. like more. Yeah, I like the idea more of uh, cons that or like, yeah, that aren't like specific to one thing. Like Comic Con, you know, it's like comic books, anime, and everything. Like Dragon Con, like, but it seems like Magfest sounds like something that can encompass. Oh yeah, everything. Yeah. Like, I'm going to interrupt you. It's like um it's like anime, video games. There's a Dungeon and Dragons um building. Uh, building, yeah. Dude, that um, building was big. That was That was that was all full of like, different the last two days we yeah. saw yeah. that. And uh just like at least me and Connor because at the time you weren't too big into Dungeons and Dragons, Ryan. Me and Connor were both just like holy shit. Like yeah. that was intense. Like that was had... also like a huge board game room too. Oh yeah, like yeah. So we met a quest giver there. Oh yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah. Yes, we did. Oh, quest giver. Yeah. There was a guy who stood there, and he had a whole Facebook page and everything running, where you would find him, and he had like the World of Warcraft floating quite like exclamation point <laughs> over his head. Yep. And he was wearing wizard robes and everything, and you'd find him, and he'd ask you to pick a number. And you'd pick a number and he'd give you a quest. So our quest was to find and take a picture of someone with a Doctor Who cosplay. Uh, a quest that we promptly gave up on. Like, yeah, because none of us had later. watched <laughs> Doctor Who. I was the only one who had. And I didn't see anyone. We had been around basically the entire like main uh, convention grounds. And I didn't see anything. I didn't it's see like a single doctor not a single villain cybermen dalek or uh with weeping angel nothing not even like a turon or, but oh, that's not even the name we, we gave up on the quest 
which is really sad because it was a really cool thing. Because apparently if you came back and like showed the guy the picture uh, or like posted it to the Facebook group or something like that, you'd get a certain number of points and you'd keep doing these quests and he'd give you like these little like gem things and you could trade in a certain number of them for like an actual D20. Yeah. So like this man was giving away like these cool ass D20s and all you'd have to do was like go out and do these actual quests. It was like a really cool thing and I've never experienced anything like that period. That dude wasn't associated with the convention at all too. No. He was just like, yo, I want to do this. (laughs) He's like, why not? uh, And that's essentially the, I feel the essence of MAGFest in itself is you have, sure, you have this main area where like certain things are going on. But then you have these other like offshoots of where like people are doing photo shoots. Like we saw plenty of like cosplayers who were doing their own photo shoots like near fountains and like some of the more like aesthetic areas of like the hotel that was it was being uh, set at. But then you also have like tabletop players, and then you had uh, the like competitive finding game area, and uh, it's just like all these different offshoots of like different uh, genres of games. They had uh, a corner where people would show up and play their own self-created like chiptune music. Yeah, yeah, that was really That's interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was yes. interesting. Chiptune yeah. because some of them chip-tune. were like obviously like just starting, and like I good don't know what chiptune is. Chiptune is music made from like video game sound effects and like uh yeah like midi files and such midi files and they use a game boy to make the sound they use a game boy to make music speaking of one of the artists you remember that like guy that came all the way from spain had wires just hooked up to his game boy and just was uh, he was one of the like better acts of that night like and he followed that mariachi band too (laughs) oh yeah Oh that my mariachi God, mariachi band was band. fantastic. There was a mariachi band that paid, uh, played King K. Rool's theme. On the what? first night. And, and we the Avengers just, theme. We're just hanging yeah. out in this giant like concert room. There must much. have been at least like a couple hundred people there by yeah. at least the time it got started. At and least then, everyone's just like and then it jamming built. out. <laughs> it was there so were... crazy. Yeah, there were like two rave circles where people were just like dancing and going freaking berserk. Speaking yeah. about the rave, we uh, we kind of got bored of like one of the first concerts uh, of like the weekend that we were there. And we found like the small rave circle. And that was probably one of the best nights that we had. We were all just like dancing, having fun. Ian and uh, Ian especially was busting out the moves. Oh yeah, and was just in the middle of the circle, just busting it down. Ian, one of the only people out of the four people who went there who actually has like practiced some dance moves and wasn't just like trying to feel the rhythm kind of thing, was out there busting moves to the point where he had a girlfriend at the time and he had to turn down a couple of ladies who were trying to dance with him, and yeah. it was really funny. Seeing him just dance and having a good time, and this girl coming up to try to dance with me, and like, I someone can't. would come He's up just to like, me, nah. and I would dance solo, and they would come closer, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm leaving now. Out, <laughs> gotta push you away." So just like, I'm no. so sorry, Ian. We're yeah. bringing back our uh, dance battles from there. Uh, oh <laughs> man! Oh god, oh. dude, I remember those. Yeah, from like middle school, the yep. two of you, and uh, it was and like then, the two uh, of you and, and then Michael Wynn. 
Yeah, Michael, oh, Michael. Wynn, especially yeah. him and his fucking break dancing. Oh, I love uh, that child. Car- but, uh, windmills. Yeah. We found that little dance circle, and that was the perfect end to the first night. Yeah. Yeah, that was our first That night. was crazy that, that was it was first the first. Night. It was the first <laughs> night, yeah. and we got bored of this giant concert that was happening. And it, it was, was around like, like what, 2 a.m.? It was yeah, like it was, it was 1.30. 1.30, yeah. something like that. And we're sitting there, and we're just like, nah, this music's not really doing it. So we start leaving, and we find this DJ who's just set up. And he's all outside. He's all the, bumping yeah. it. All he's these people are dancing, like, doing a whole bunch of shit. There's a whole bunch of dudes who have no idea what they're doing dance-wise, just throwing it around, and everyone's having a great time. And we're sitting there, and it's, it's fantastic. And then we go back to the hotel room after, like, 30 minutes of that. And we order like a platter of chicken fingers to our hotel room from like a Denny's at two in the morning. Yeah, that was I, I feel like the keystone of like the experience of it, <laughs> just being like, sure. I don't remember this Denny's. <laughs> there, yeah, well, because you had passed out. You were you were time. asleep. Yeah, you, you were, were asleep. asleep. It was yeah. really funny too because. I remember at several times, Ryan was like, you're going to wake me up when the food's here, right? And I'm like, yes, Ryan, I will wake you up. I promise. I promise I will wake you up. And then he'd be like, okay. And he'd go to sleep. And he'd come back and be like, you're going to wake me. Like the food, the food, right? And I'm like, yes, Ryan, I promise you, I will wake you up when the food's here. And he's like, okay. And then he goes to sleep. And then the food shows up. And I'm like, I wake him up. I'm like, hey, Ryan, the food's here. And he goes, and just goes back to sleep. <laughs> oh, man, I don't remember. That like, uh, yeah. like, man, that's if, yeah, no, if we're going to do another con, I would so suggest Magfest and we're going to do us along. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to love Magfest. Yeah. To come. Magfest was so much fun, and like, we met a ton of people there. Like, so many. Yeah. Like, so many we people. met. Uh, so, uh, like, I remember. Uh, you all remember the first couple of nights we just had the like sign outside of our hotel room. Uh, of the block that had been like reserved for this convention, it was, the entire like row of rooms was like, "Hey, this is for Magfest." So everyone there was like going in and out at weird times because it was like, "Hey, like this thing's going on twenty four hours." We had placed outside of our room on like the hotel like sticky notes, being like, "Hey, yeah, come on in if you want either the like." a few drinks or just some people some cool people to talk to and we had like a good a couple of groups come in like we had two guys come in shout out to james from epic uh games music he pulls out fantastic renditions on bass and guitar of like classic n64 and everything like that he recently put out um at, at least a month ago uh a rendition of mother uh theme that was pretty good on bass in like E or F minor. F- fantastic. And also some random guy yeah. from Virginia that ca- uh, that was visiting the con. And we vibed with both of them for at least like a couple hours, right guys? It was it was fun. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Um so I feel like this is a good point to start wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. Uh we talked about a lot of great things tonight. And honestly, we could drone on about Magfest, uh, ad infinite, like ad and endum, whatever. It, it's never gonna end. Um, th- I'm gonna say we're gonna end it here. I feel mm-hmm. like this is a good run. Um, so, thank you, everybody. 
or else Chris might get jealous. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you everybody for stopping by and watching this episode of the Madhouse Podcast. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at Madhouse Podcast. You can find us on Spotify now hey. as the Madhouse Podcast. We're on Spotify now. Uh, we're end- probably going to end up dropping SoundCloud just because there's a-, a limit to how much we can upload. But Spotify is going to take that spot. And people use Spotify more than SoundCloud. I'd yeah. say so. So come on down and watch us on Sound, uh, not SoundCloud, uh, Spotify now <laughs> if you want. Or you can follow us on Instagram at madhouse.podcast. Uh, anyone, Chris, you want anything you want to shout out? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Chris Siragusa, one word, one S, uh, C-H-R-I-S-I-R-A-G-U-S-A. Uh, also, follow, uh, add me on Snapchat, same name. And look out for my new <laughs> Instagram uh, page coming out, Chris Does Nature. I bought a GoPro for my trip to Belize, which probably talk next time and uh i have a lot of cool pictures i want to share with everyone all right brandon anything you want to shout out uh i'm uh same as chris i've been doing a lot of photography so uh i might just create a new instagram play uh page i've been working with some names and i've kind of uh just been uh settled on synthetic lens uh so that'll probably be up within the week uh so follow me there if you wish uh i'll see what i can do so hope to see you there ian anything you want to shout out yeah i have a culinary instagram page that i do all my professional stuff on you can follow me on at a uh, ian's culinary life all one word um i post all the stuff i do in my re- in the restaurant i work at the country club that kind of stuff all right nice yeah. uh you can follow me on instagram personally if you don't find it in the madhouse uh bio you can find it it's uh Du Bois Graham with periods in between. So it's D-A.B-O-I.G-R-A-H-A-M. Follow me there if you want. And then Ryan, you want to shout out anything? Uh just uh keep an eye out on my YouTube, the Rhino on YouTube, and I'm gonna be putting out that video soon, probably this week, talking about music and games. All right, sounds good. Thank you everybody so much for watching. Uh drop a like, subscribe, do whatever you want to do. Love you, ever, love you regardless. Thanks for watching. This has been the Madhouse Podcast. Bye, guys. Good night. Bye-o. Have a good one.